Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, July 25th. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to talk all things greyhound racing as he does each and every Tuesday is Tabs Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. It's another big week in greyhound racing coming up with plenty of little features going on here in New South Wales. Good morning, Kat. Yeah, it's so, sort of non-stop, isn't it? Um, we've got that big race at Gosford tonight, the gold mine, and of course the Cannonball Friday night. Yeah, plenty going on, and also the Southern Stars down at Goulburn. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. But to kick things off, let's uh, recap the week that was. And no doubt the biggest feature around the nation this week was the Maturity Classic, and it was won brilliantly by Launch Co, just showing that once you get out in front, you make your own luck. You do. And it was tipped by Jason Adams as well. Of course, got out to $9, stepped to the front. They were going to find it hard to get across from the outside drawers, and... Jumped in front in 29.77. That track was pretty quick there the other night. Depeated, make no promise. And Tinker Norm didn't have a terrible lot of luck after missing the start, but all honours with the winners there. Launch code. And Alfie Moon was a top winner of the uh, Destiny Fireball Stayers. It was a funny little race, that one. But again, he um, he backed up that really good run the week before where he runs second in his heat. And I think he snuck under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, there was a bit of shunting in that race, wasn't there? But he was in the right spot at the right time. Jarek Bale, uh, the old boy, terrific run to run second. It looked like Boom Lateral was going to win coming to the home turn, but he looked like he was going to circumnavigate and, and take the lead, but he, he hit one of the dogs that was too wide and basically that put him out of contention. But Alfie Moon had raced pretty well in Queensland, so uh, he's got a group one. Now back to New South Wales, and the first of the feature races that kick off here this week is the Goldmine Final coming up at Gosford tonight, and... $12,000 awaiting the winner, Duff, and a really interesting little race. Yeah, it is. And, of course, uh, you've, you've got a strong connection in a racing as well. Actually, I'm getting a lot of feedback here. Kat, if you can get one of the guys to hit a button and get rid of that. Well, best. While we're trying to fix that, let's, uh, let's listen to the replay of Mork Vision running second in his heat last week. Racing Bailey Bear step beautifully off the inside over eyes to eyes out wide. Kay and Morg Vision a last cast up. Johnny Bailey Bear holds the lead out of the straight, led by two over eyes to eyes. The around to Morg Vision a similar margin cast up. Johnny and five lengths. Kay and on the top corner Bailey Bear a length and a half on eyes to eyes. Morg Vision the inside cast up. Johnny and Kay and Bailey Bear leads to the corner. Eyes to eyes flat out at the moment. Bailey a Bear extends races away the Bear. Bailey a Bear. First, nearly a dead heat. That second, was Bailey Bear winning in the fastest qualifier the other night of uh, the Gosford Goldmine Series, and finishing second to him was Mork Vision, a, a nice young pup from the Central Coast, trained by Carol and Jeff Eaton. And joining us now to discuss his chances tonight is Carol. Good morning to you. Oh, good morning. You must uh, first of all be thrilled to be in a race like this. It's not every day that you go around racing for twelve thousand dollars at your home track, is it, Carol? No, I'm more than excited, and the owner. Scott, he's so excited as well. So, uh, yeah, we're hoping just uh, um, you can just do everything, which, you know, he's capable of jumping out and leading. But, you know, as, as you know, things happen and it's all in the bit of fate and a bit of luck. And, you know, if he jumps well and gets to the lead, uh, they'll have to go around him because he rails like a bird and he does not like moving off the rail. So if he gets out on the lead, dog that will beat him but in saying that there's some good dogs in the race and we're just glad to be happy to go and 
hopefully he can you know, put up a great performance. Carol, I was going to touch on that, but you already have the fact uh, what a terrific railer he is. He had the green rug in the heat last week, but he cut across the fence. He was only a few inches off that rail, even all of the way around the first turn. He's a bit scary watching him go, let me tell you. Up at the gardens, mm. when we were just starting him off, I was up the back waiting. He was having a finish on, and I was scared. I said, he's going to hit the rail. He was just you know, glued to it, <laughs> but he didn't, but... Yeah, he just loves railing. It's amazing looking at his form. He's been a handy little dog. What's he won? He's won the five races from 17 starts with eight placings. And uh, looking at his form, knowing how desperate he is for the fence, he's done a really good job because he hasn't been blessed with box draws during his career, Carol. No, uh, he hasn't. I think three's been the closest to the rail that he's had. And, yeah, having this box one is going to be a good advantage, I'm hoping, anyway, yeah. It looks that way on paper. I mean, he's been around there in twenty nine forty two with a with a really quick first split of four thirty seven, and it appears as though the, the pace dogs, or, or definitely the fast class dogs, are, are all drawn off the track. So you've got to be really happy with that draw. Oh, you know, in, in the back of my mind, I was thinking before the draw, box draw come out, oh, I can see him probably being in like five, six, or seven because he hasn't had much luck as far as the rail, and you know. I got the biggest surprise. I rang the owner. I said, did you see the box drawing? Uh, did you get a notification? He goes, oh, I've got one, but I haven't had a look. And then when he had a look, he goes, oh, my God, he got box one. So, yeah, he was thrilled as well. Speaking of the owner, Scott Brinkhead, I, I noticed that you've got a couple of dogs for him. Talk us through, uh, I guess, your relationship with him and how his association with Greyhound started. Yeah, I'm not 100%. I think he just got in a syndicate to begin with. And then um, I had a bitch called She Excite, and she won. She was a handy little bitch. And then I think he, um, you know, got the taste of, you know, being in the greyhounds. And yeah, and I think he owns the majority of Mock Vision this time. So yeah, he's um, really happy. And you know, he's got a beautiful young uh, family of boys. I think he's got three boys, and they're all excited. And when I've been to Winnie, they've come to cheer him on. And yeah, they, they and then I let them get photos and they pat him and yeah, they're really happy and so hopefully Scott. Um, I don't know about the boys because it's a school night, but he's hoping to come up to the track tonight. Oh, that'd be nice. Well, it's only nine fourteen. That's early enough. Bailey Bear was was too nippy for um, for Mork Vision in the heat, but it goes out to box five and you've got uh, these. Well, Nat Alshuba's there, but Nango Lucy. Uh, the black, and of course, Nangar Looney, Luna, which will be handled by our very own Cat Ernst there tonight. They'd be the dangers? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. As I said, they are, there are some very good dogs in the race, so, yeah, he'll have his work cut out, but, you know, as, as we all know, things happen in dog races, and it's not always the favourite that wins, so we're just hoping that, you know, he gets some luck. Uh, a lot of times, I'd rather a full field, and a lot of times in his career... He'll only have like five and six in the race. And you're thinking, he's the sort of dog that gets out in front and he needs that little bit of trouble in behind where mm. a full field's probably better for him. So, um, yeah, not to say that that's going to happen, but, yeah, in the back of my mind, I think, oh, well, at least it's a full field and if anything happens, hopefully he'll be out in front, yeah. And, and last one from me, Carol. Um, obviously, yourself and Jeff, you've got quite a big team in work and, 
it really is uh, all hands on deck for you guys. But what kind of a thrill is it to, to have a dog like this racing for this kind of prize money? Because uh, I guess you guys wouldn't be considered, you know, leading trainers in that you're not getting the, the cream of the crop all the time. But you, you do a good job with the consistent team that you've got. Yeah, well, the litter we've um, just bred, um, uh, that, that includes um, Prince Wild, Prince Leo, um, Princess Sophia, um, Queen Audrey. Um, that little litter's won about 200000 for us. So, you know, uh, Prince Wild's won 28 races. Now, you'd only class him as a, a handy dog, but 28 races is nothing to be sneezed at. So, you know, the, the, other, the other good dog we had was LeGrand Logie when we first kicked off. Well, we're blessed to get him. And I think he ended up winning 130000 in prize money and... You know, he he was a lovely dog, and you know we, you know we have been very fortunate that most weeks we do get winners. So we must be doing something right. Well, I think there's a lot more to it than good luck, Carol. I think there's a fair bit to do with good training as well. So uh, you're sitting up there in the red box tonight with this uh, with this sprinter Mork Vision. He's he's by Tommy Shelby. There's a few of them starting to get around now, and they're quite successful, even up to a longer trip. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, that side's going really well. So um, let's hope that uh, Mock Vision can add one to his belt and think, well, yeah, he's out of Tommy Shelby as well. Well, we wish you all of the very best tonight. We're looking for that uh, for that jewel behind the boxes, maybe, between yourself and Kat, who, of course, has got Nangar <laughs> Luna out in box eight. Look, it's a really yeah. good field, really good field, and... I think we might know the, the victor heading around that first turn. Your guy looks ideally drawn there. He's a $6 pop with Tab at the moment. All the very best tonight, Carol, and we'll catch you soon. And and good luck to Kate as well. Thanks, Carol. Well, Carol, we may as well get some final thoughts off you about uh, about the race. Obviously, you've had a look at it, and, you, and you've got that pink runner there, Nangar Luna. Yeah, it is a tricky little race. Um, the only one thing I can say, obviously, my girl, she's uh, she's definitely going to be crying out for a longer journey in time. Um, I, I just look at the race and on paper, box eight isn't ideal for her, but there is so much speed in the race. I'm just sort of hoping that she flops out and goes to the fence and rides for a bit of luck. Obviously, if if something gets clear air and's out in front, twenty running twenty nine forty, she's she's going to be struggling. But yeah, um, if there's a bit of buffeting up front, yeah, she's definitely the strongest dog in the race. So it's a very very good field. Uh, that, as I said, that race at nine fourteen tonight, race seven, the Gosford Goldmine. So check it out. Uh, and good luck to yourself, and good luck to Carol as well. Good luck to all participants here tonight. We'll take a short break, Cat. Hopefully, we can catch up with Peter Gogioni after the break. Star Turn is the perfect outcross stallion. Star Turn starred for Vinery at this year's sales. He averaged over nine times his service fee at the majors and his yearlings sold up to $550,000. Get bang for your buck. Talk to Vinery. 02-6543-8333. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm 6th of September 2023. Visit thecosciosco.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Good odds, Jeb Fowles still away, but Armatrice Gakas has gone over behind the fence and got three clear of Coco Model. Good odds, Jeb. Then Johnny Red a long way back in the race. Federal offence followed by Full Pelt and Echo the Wrecker. Armatrice Cash opens up the shoulders and puts seven lengths on Coco Model. Two lengths to Johnny Red. It's all Armatrice Cash. She's off to the Cannonball final. Still few lengths in front, and it's all Armatrice Cash. Got home. Coco Model qualifies for Tate Callers, followed by Johnny Red in the third. Yeah, that was a real nippy performance by Armatree Cash in a heat of the Richmond Cannonball there on Friday night and heads into the final this week for trainer Peter Lagogiani, who joins us on the line now. Good morning to you, Pete. Morning, guys. That must have been a real thrill to see her win the other night. She's made it three from three since resuming from a spell. Yeah, she's been a work in progress uh, for the last six months. Uh, she showed us plenty of dash uh, earlier on and uh, she had a season, she had a seasonal spell and She's come back from that, and she's come back from that with a, you know, and grown a leg actually. And speaking of growing a leg, Pete, after the boxes opened, um, she she was sort of on terms with them, and then just exploded to the front. Uh, really good pace uh, out of the boxes. Yeah, she's got genuine pace. Look, as soon as them lids open, she she tries to get under the lids, which is a, which is a real, um, you know, positive, you know, in greyhound racing. Yeah. Um, and look, she, she, you're right. She does explode when she hits the ground, and um, and she's got that mid race acceleration, which uh, which you know breaks them up early. And uh, look, uh, for the 400 meter racing on the, on the corner on the bend starts, um, you really need that. So um, she's got it. So uh, let's hope she can uh, emulate that on, on Friday night and come out running. And what did you make of the the box draw for the final? Because obviously, since she's resumed from a spell, she has been blessed with some really good draws. Oh look, certainly she has. Look, uh, box draws are everything, especially in, in in group races and in finals and listed races and all that. And, uh, look, you know, box six, you know, um, like we just said, she's got the brilliant early pace. She's got to use that really to to come out and come out cleanly. Look, I think it's a pretty pretty damn good uh, cannonball actually. You know, kudos to Richmond and uh, putting it on and 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 obviously the prize money this year back up to fifteen thousand as it was many many years ago. So um, you know, it's brought out the good dogs and. Uh, Look, obviously, Vermoose is a dog to beat. He's, he's a highly talented chaser, and, and Sue Smith and Johnny Miles have done a wonderful, wonderful job with the dog. Um, so, look, um, we're, we're happy we're in it. The owners are delighted. Um, and, uh, look, it's onwards and upwards from here. You're right about it being a good race, and obviously Vermoose is, is the draw card. He's absolutely airborne. Open. Well, he's been airborne most of his career, but over the last couple of months as well. Yeah, look... When you got dogs like that, you know, competing in a, in a race of this, you know, the, you know, the big provincial races, um, it, it is a draw card, you know, for the club, you know, and 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 more often, you know, more 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 special it's for greyhound racing, you know, that that the owners and, and the trainers, you know, bring these dogs down for these provincial races, which is good, mate, which is what we want to see. And it could be a big week for the Lagogiani camp. You've also got Nadal Sheba in the 
uh, goldmine final up at Gosford tonight. Hasn't drawn particularly well, but Jeezy showed a lot of brilliant speed last week. Um, what did you make of the run last week, and what do you think of his chances tonight from the draw? Well, Kate, you know, box six again. Um, look, uh, yeah, look, I think uh, it's all about the seven and eight, what they do, uh, especially the seven. Uh, Dennis Barnes, um, you know, she's, she's a brilliant little bitch, and, uh, you know, she can run the time. She can, she can run the hands off the clock. And, you know, look, the, the inside division, all but not without a chance too. Look, we, we, we've taken this dog slowly. We, we took him to Brisbane, and, and, and we, reason being, you know, we thought he'd come back a better dog, and uh, that, that experience... When they when they travel, they do come back a little bit better, and and he certainly has his flourishes. He's been back in New South Wales, and um, look, he had a couple of little, little nigglies. We're on top of them now. He's, he he did surprise me last week coming out the way he did, but he does that in trials, so um, it was no shock. Let's say that. Does he have to lead to win? No, this dog's pretty 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 strong. Um, you know, he's, he's from a speed side, beast unleashed, and from a staying bitch out of Zipping Kelly. So, um, you know. Uh, we, we had to buy this pup. Obviously, I, I, I raced both uh, mother and father. So, um, you know, when Dawn Garrett bred him, um, you know, used our sire and, and her bitch, and I uh, just said, Dawn, you know, we, we had to buy a pup, and we did, and, and um, it was this bloke. And I think the rest of the litter are going just as good, if not better. And, Pete, before we let you go, I did want to touch on uh, a topic that's quite talked about here in New South Wales at the moment. Uh, we're going to be joined by Dan Wiseman on... Um later in the show just to, to have a chat about Wentworth Park because there was a good article come out from uh, Jeff Collison yesterday just regarding the future of Wentworth Park. There's been plenty of talk about what's going to happen with Wenny after 2027 when the lease runs out there. Um, obviously, it was sort of shut down in a lot of ways, uh, a transition to, to Richmond. Um, where do you stand as one of the leading trainers in the state on the future of Wentworth Park? Do you think it has a, a home in Greyhound Racing? Do you think it's important to retain Wentworth Park? Yeah, look, Kate. Yeah, look, it, it's a touchy subject at the moment, isn't it? Um, look, and my my opinion, it's only my opinion only. Everybody's got one. Um, look, we need metropolitan racing, and Wentworth Park has been, I think, uh, you know, the, the 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 crown in the, in the jewel, you know, um, or the jewel in the crown. So sorry, um, you know, for us here in New South Wales, metropolitan racing, is it time for change? Well, we'll know that, you know, in, in the next coming years. Um, you know, these other tracks need to stand up and, and show the qualities of, of being a metropolitan track. Um, at the moment, um, I'm not saying they're falling short, but at the moment, they're not Wentworth Park. And, and Wentworth Park is where we want to be. My, my opinion is I, I think we need to stay at Wentworth Park for as long as we can. Um, I, I understand it's inner city racing and I understand most of the racing is done out western suburbs and, and north and, and all that. But I think uh, and SW have accommodated for the 600 metre racing where they're putting on the 600s you know, for five and six thousand dollars, they're there every week. So trainers shouldn't shouldn't you know uh, you know turn a turn a blind eye to that. We they have accommodated us. Um, yes, there are more short course racing out there, um, and it's, it's you know more more importantly, I, I don't know if, if owners and trainers think that their dogs can't run five hundred. Uh, most of the times, it's, we don't try to put them over the five hundred. But um, but look, they're bred that way, and. and and it's a it's an easier option sometimes for for, for us. And um, look, I'm I'm saying for us because I'm part of that too. You know, um, I'm not I'm not different to anybody else. But look, in answering your question, I think we need to stay with Park for as long as we can for the time being. Um, if we can build uh, the 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 centres that we that we we were promised um, many many years ago, if if they can come up and do that for us, 
um, look, we should look at it um, in another way, you know, when the, when the centres are built. Well, Peter, some really good insights there, and I guess, uh, well, you're the right man to be talking to because you're the person that travels around to all of these tracks, so you, you spoke a lot of sense there. Now, you've got a couple of... The box stores haven't been kind to you in these two features coming up. You've got a couple of real good opportunities to land the cash. Firstly, tonight, the Gosford Goldmine. That's race seven on the program with number six, Nat Sheba, and, of course, in the Cannonball Friday night uh, with Armatry Cash. So good luck with both of those, and we look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, guys, and good luck is what we need in these races. You certainly do, especially if you're in those bad boxes. There he was, uh, Peter Lagogioni, talking some sense about what's uh, likely to happen at Wentworth Park, but we will delve into that one a little bit later, Kat. Yeah, we will when we're, we're chatting to Daniel Wiseman from the GBOTA, but I guess there's no one better to talk to than Peter Lagogiani. He's been there in the spotlight. He's won $2 million chases at Wentworth Park, and I think he will say it better than anyone else as just no better track to win a race at. Everyone wants to win a race at Wentworth Park. There's just something special about it. So, um, yeah, a lot of trainers are pretty passionate about retaining there as long as we can. Okay. Well, we will discuss that a little bit later when we get Dan Wiseman on the line. But after a short break, we'll speak to Kel O'Rourke. The first crop by Group 1 Coolmore Stud Stakes winner Exceedance are making big impressions with breakers, pre-trainers and trainers. Exceedance will be the go-to stallion when his two-year-olds hit the track. So call Vinery now on 02-6543-8333. Skipped breakfast? You would have been in the going upstairs referring era and you would have been in maybe early days of the non-referral where, you know, you can hit at the third slip and you stand there, Stuart Broadesque. Oh, I had plenty of those. I nicked them to the keeper and didn't walk off. 100%. This is, again, it's different era, Berkey, because we grew up umpire's call, ref's call, get on with it. And I honestly do believe that saying where what goes around comes around over your career, you get some bad ones, you get some good ones, it does even itself out. The Big Sports Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko, tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6th of September 2023. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Zipping Remus away beautifully on the inside. Big Daddy going to uh, match him about three quarters in it up to third. Lend me Dad, Firehose, Tarawai, Rocky, Ashby, Jet, and Wiradjuri Dragon dropped out to the tail. The leader on the top corner is Zipping Remus. Getting a bit wide was Big Daddy as they enter the straight. Then comes Firehose. Zipping Remus from Big Daddy. Zipping Remus all the way from Big Daddy, Firehose. Lend me Dad, four, then Tarawai, Rocky. A terrific win there by Zipping Remus in a heat of the Southern Stars at Goulburn last week and Daffit Shapes is a really interesting final this Friday um, what did you make of it? It's a, a pretty wide open race according to the market seller Dodger the favourite from box two Well it's $3, I'm a bit surprised at that because uh, I think he'll be in trouble from that draw, particularly if she's a pearl outside him, uh, she's three fifty. but when the when the field came out and, and even after the draw I was looking at it and I thought you know what that field, if any country track in Australia produced that field you would be over the moon, there's, you know, the 
some group winners, um, free-for-all performers. Basically, they're all free-for-all performers, but it's going to be a terrific race, uh, that Southern Stars final at Goulburn on Friday, and the box draw has probably made it more intriguing than what it was before. Yeah, it's a bit of a cliche to say, but genuinely, any of these eight dogs could win it. And the man that's going to have to call the race this Friday is Kel O'Rourke, and he joins us now to have a chat about the final. Good morning to you, Kel. You must be pretty excited to be calling some good dogs this Friday. Yeah, morning, Kat, Daff, and good morning, everyone. Yeah, over the moon, it's, uh, you know, having had the pleasure to call Brother Foxes, Tamora, Golden Cups, uh, you know, Bulleye Gold Cups, Wentworth Park. Uh, th- yeah, this is probably the best uh, final I think I've called in my 40. Oh, that's that's a really uh, interesting uh, insight into that because I was thinking that because you've been around a while at this caper and you've called some wonderful dogs. You just mentioned some of the races and some of the greyhounds, but you know we've got a handful in the one race. Yeah, that's right, Daff, and uh, very point that point that you made in relation to you know Zipping Remus comes out in the heat, runs twenty four twenty seven off the an inside draw, and you know draws the car park on Friday and. You know, there's a hell of a lot of pace drawn down in one, two, and three. Screaming Jets and certainly get out. Salad Dodger just needs that first 20 metres to sort of balance up, and we know what she she's a pearl can do. We saw it in the, the Brother Fox this year in the Tamora Cup. She nails the start, uh, and she's the only girl in the race, which is interesting too, so she'll be flying mm. the flag for the ladies come Friday. And as you said, it, it it's a really intriguing race, Um the one down the market, Zipping Orlando, he's $12. And I know box five on paper isn't ideal, but you just think with all the pace, if there's any scrimmaging up front, he might do what he did last week and storm him over, over the top of them. And that was a, a sensational run by him in the heat last week. Cal, just going back to the qualifiers, having had a look at them, who was the most impressive to you? Well, obviously, Zipping Orlando, I'm not sure if he's going to get the same amount of room he got in the heat. He, I think his best chance, obviously, of winning this race is just to camp behind the speed, find the rail and do what he did in the heat and just finish the race off with a paralysing burst. And, you know, he's such a versatile dog. We saw him in April win the 7.15 at the Garden. So all distances and he'll be ready to go. But, uh, you know, with the way the pace... Uh, is going to pan out. I, I just think he's going to need a lot of luck. Salad Dodger and She's a Pearl, look, they clashed in the Tamora Cup earlier this year. Salad Dodger won the heat, lowered She's a Pearl's colours and ran a track record. And then, obviously, in the final, She's a Pearl nailed the start, beat Salad Dodger and regained the track record there. So I was very impressed uh, with the heats from Tamora this year. And I think the way the box draws panned out, uh, that's the way I'm going to plonk for. I do agree with Daff, though. I think $3 salad dodger is a little bit skinny at this stage. So are you tipping She's a Pearl or salad dodger? I'll I'll be tipping. uh, I'll go with a Tamora form, Daff. I'll go uh, salad dodger to beat She's a Pearl. You've got to have Zipping Remus in there because, uh, as you know, that back straight there at uh, Goldman, it's it's not a dead straight. It's it's got that little camber in it. Um, And when you get to the 300 boxes there at Goldman, you don't, uh, you don't want to be posted, you know, three and four wide. But if Zipping Remus is, is able to, you know, cut and run from the wides, he's got a couple of slow beginners underneath him, Dundee Smokey in the final, and also Ralph, those two greyhounds obviously winning the heats over there at Wagga Wagga in the Riverina. But, uh, you know, if he gets posted wide, you know, in, in top company, it's going to be pretty hard to get into the race. And, 
you know, do it from the crown of the track as they turn for home. And even Screaming Jet's got terrific form at Wentworth Park and like a $6 pop. Yeah, well, that was the hardest uh, heat to assess, I thought, last Friday. And Screaming Jet just went straight to the front. You know, we say it all the time. Trainers are the likes of Lord and as a party, you know, to use the thoroughbred parlance of John Hawks, you know, Lord and as a party, they'll have their dogs fully screwed down on Friday. They'll be right to go. And Screaming Jet, interestingly, there's been a, a trickle of money for him there as well. He's $8 into $6. And uh, as you say, Kel, it just comes back to as well, it's so hard to beat Andy Lord at the best of, the, uh, the best of times, let alone at Goulburn on his home track. That's exactly right. Yeah, he lives about an hour away, gunning down the Hume Highway. All his dogs are educated there. Uh, Andy always has a, a big team of trialers there on Tuesdays and after the last on race day. Uh, box one, you know, time and time again, we just see how many times the, the cherry rug salutes. And you go back to his heat, he, he went 24-46. So, you know, if there's any scrimmaging early and, you know, Remus can't get across and sell a Dodger and she's a pearl, take each other out. Well, Screaming Jet just might turn three in front and uh, take the prize. Kel, you, you must, I mean, you've been around for a while, as I touched on earlier, and I don't want to harp on it, but you, you yeah. must be staggered at the amount of money that's on offer now, particularly even a race like this, like a, a regional race, 50000 to the winner, and we've seen the results of, of what the field they've been able to assemble. Yeah, you're right, Daph. I've seen some big, big changes. I originally used to think the biggest change was grass to sand, mm. but when I sort of sit back and, and have a cognac and a cigar, the biggest change has been the prize money. It is absolutely phenomenal. I'm quite surprised that there's not more syndications. Um, obviously, we're seeing a lot of, you know, the thoroughbred boys getting involved and, you know, Brenton Abdullah, etc. a couple of the jockeys. And, you know, as a caller, you get quite a few uh, inquiries from people outside the industry, which is which is only good for the game. But you're right, Daph. Um, you know, look at She's a Pearl. If she wins on Friday... She will go up over $1.8 million in mm. prize money. Now, that is just, that is just, if somebody said to you, you know, 20 years ago that a yeah, dog no. would win 1.8 in 2023, you'd send them around the corner, you know? So That's right. That's you know, right. So, it's, But that has certainly been the biggest change in the industry. And, Kat, one of my greatest memories in Greyhound Racing is having won I think it was the 85 Canberra Cup, but a young fellow called Callow Rook called the Heat, PA called those yep. finals in those days, called the Heat, and uh, we've still got the video here, and he called it uh, Blue Coo going like an XPT train. In those days, we didn't have the internet, so I didn't even know what an XPT train was, but somebody <laughs> explained it to me, but that was one of your catch, uh, catch cries, and you've had many over the years. It's been a wonderful career that you've had. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, you know, because there's just so much racing, I, I don't like to overcook it, but I, I try to bring a little bit of colour. And, you know, Greyhounds are the like of Pindari Express. I tagged him the runaway freight train. When She's a Pearl won the Brother Fox this year, I thought I've got to come up with a name for this girl. So I now call her, I refer to She's a Pearl as the eighth wonder of the world. So yeah. I, I just think, you know, if you can just add a little bit of colour because... It is wall-to-wall racing. There's so many greyhound races day in, day out. And if you can just get somebody, you know, just to perk up and get up off the chair and go, yeah, that's that's slightly different. But at the same time, you know, you've obviously got to have the uh, the accuracy in the calls and you don't want to overcook it. 
you know. No, well, you certainly had colour to it, Cal. Uh, we don't have to say good calling on Friday in that Southern Stars final. That's just a given. Uh, looking forward to uh, to see who wins the race and, and what colourful comments you've got for that. And we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah, good on you, Daph. Appreciate that. And uh, good luck uh, tonight, Cat. And uh, we'll talk soon. Cal O'Rourke, one of the more colourful people in Greyhound Racing. And uh, he's right, he certainly adds something to the call, Cat. Yeah, I think it's great. It, you need a little bit more of it sometimes. Just adds a, a little bit of flair and a little bit of excitement. Makes you feel like you're on track. And Kel's great caller and even better bloke. Yep. I only met him once a couple of years ago after all of those years. But uh, you're right, a terrific fella. All right, it's time for a short break. And after that, we're going to catch up with Dan Wiseman and an update on Wentworth Park. Hey, everyone. It's Adam Goods here, one of the National Tree Day ambassadors. National Tree Day is important for country because those incredible native trees bring back our beautiful wildlife to our communities. It's an opportunity for us to learn from each other, to plant new natives into our community and understand the importance of planting trees. Join Planet Ark and Toyota this National Tree Day, Sunday 30th of July. Find out more at treeday.planetark.org. Jackano, the highest rated Australian bred three-year-old cult of his generation. And here's Jackano. Jackano was an outstanding winner of the Golden Rose, defeating Australia's highest rated filly in secret. In secret up the fence, Jackano, wide out, Jackano. Jackano with a barnstorming finish. Jackano defeated six Group 1 winners in his CFO Stakes victory, including the outstanding dual Group 1 winners, Mr Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Jackano, new to Wittenstadt. Whoa, Jackano! Today's racing brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. What's gambling really costing you? On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds here on Sky Sports Radio. And our last guest today, Daff, uh, we decided to get on as a bit of a response to a column put out on the Dogs website over the weekend by. Jeff Collison. It was regarding the industry moving to keep Wentworth Park in the long term and we thought, who better to get on to have a chat about this topic than the new CEO of the New South Wales GBOTA and Dan Wiseman. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Jared. Now, talk us through this. Um, obviously, a lot of people would have read the article, but let's just take it back, strip it back to basics. Um, we hear a lot about the, his, uh, the future of Wentworth Park, whether we're going to go to Richmond, whether there's going to be a new track built. Let's forget about that for the immediate term. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the chat. Um, just for those listening at home, just dumb it down and, and explain to us where does the current future of Wentworth Park stand with this lease that we hear about that's locked until 2027? Well, just, just to make it simple so everyone can understand, as you're saying, is Wentworth Park people don't know, is Crown Land, and it's managed by a land manager. We, we currently have a, a licence deed, and the licence deed expires on the 14th of September in 2027. Um, that being said, we we and Greyhound Race in New South Wales believe that we can go and see the government and change that and, and ex- move the, the deed to uh, the licence deed for the industry to be a control of, um, and then we have be control over our, our own fate. There, there was a, p- a paper that was produced, the Piermont Peninsula Place Strategy Return, which was to return Wentworth Park back to the community. Um, and in our proposal that we want to take to the state government is that, as I said, that the um, industry takes control 
and we also convert some of some of Wentworth Park and give it back to the community as um, public open space. And and Dan, what, what's the likelihood of Wentworth Park not being there for Greyhound Racing twenty twenty seven plus? Well, there's a, there's a clause in the in the current agreement for an extension, and, and obviously we'll be we'll be trying to exercise that, but. Hopefully, before that time comes, we'll be able to negotiate with the, the new state government um, an extension to the lease, and as I say, um, industry to take over the lease and be in control of it, in control of our own destiny. And I guess the last few years, there's just been a lot of conjecture about what's going to happen. Um, I mentioned before, obviously, there's been talks. Are we going to build a new metropolitan track and try and get out of the lease early? Are we going to, going to stay as long as we can? We obviously saw uh, Ground Racing New South Wales put to the industry a proposal to move uh, the Wednesday night racing to Richmond, um, away from Wentworth Park. And Ultimately, that was uh, refuted by the industry. Everyone was pretty passionate that they wanted to stay there at Wentworth Park. So I guess from your perspective, talk us through um, a few of those options as well. Well, I mean, we are the only state, and, and I'd preface that with, with Brisbane, but the, the proximity of um, Wentworth Park to the CBD, uh, no other state has a track this close to the city um, and as Peter said earlier it is the jewel in the crown for greyhound racing um, we, we've been here at Wentworth Park since 1939 and I, and I know people say well history is history but we need to have um, have a better facility and in the plan to take over we would obviously spend, spend uh, money to upgrade the kennels, um, we've already engaged a civil engineer to have a look at uh, the, the possibility of putting a 600 metre start in, uh, and we'll be getting that report next week. Uh, a minor report, and that's not the total report. Obviously, there's a lot more work to be done. Um, it, we um, have the 104 meetings that we want, to, metropolitan meetings that we want to retain here at Wentworth Park. Um, it, it's the, the you know the premier race venue in New South Wales as far as the GBHA is concerned. Dan, some of the comments that I read last night and this morning uh, after that story uh, by Jeff Collison, most of them were centred around uh, the fact that there's no 600 metre start. Well, you've already addressed that, but would would the big push be, obviously it's a greyhound track and you, and you want to keep it in the city, but you, you run the risk if the further out you go of um, of not having any crowds at all. And you, you might end up with a boutique stadium, something like what the Meadows is, but, you know, it's been tried in the harness at Melton and Menangle, and it'd be fair to say that the crowds, they basically stopped going. So would that be a big concern as well or in a push when, in, uh, when you're dealing about this? Absolutely, Jared. I think, you know, I know crowds are down, but they're starting to come back. Um, Saturday night, um, we, had a, we had quite a large crowd here for, for a normal Saturday night meeting. And, and it's we're trying to do everything here with, with our sports bar, you know, we've... T- taken over the catering, which was one of the obstacles before the trust controlled the catering. We've been able to, to take the catering over from the trust and and have the sports bar for all patrons to attend uh, with better food offerings. And, and obviously, you know, the further away you go, as you said, the only people who are going to be at the track are the, are the owners and trainers. And we obviously want to um, showcase our wonderful sport to everyone and where we are is a is a great place and and you know not not too far from Randwick and 
which is the showcase in the, in the thoroughbreds and to be able to get crowds to come across and also people who just want to come and see greyhound racing. And last one from me, Dan, before we let you go. I, I guess coming from someone who is heavily involved in the industry, it's good to see these talks happening because it's been sort of the elephant in the room in a lot of regards for, for quite a few years about what's going to happen. And I think it's just good to be getting on the front foot and to let the industry know that we are actively trying to find a solution just so that everyone can plan for the future, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, look, we make no secret of it. You know, the, the greyhounds racing, or well, I make no secret, is, is my passion. And, and like you said, so we, we want to have certainty for our participants to know uh, where they're going to be, where they're going to be racing, and to have, have a um, metropolitan race racing venue that's um, first class. And, you know, Wentworth Park obviously does need some things to be addressed, but it is a first class racing venue. And Dan, I know you're only new to the CEO role, uh, but as you pointed out, you've got you've got a background in it. it would your plan and uh, GBOTA's plans uh, be to keep participants informed all of the way through this process? Absolutely. Um, I mean, people ask me to send out newsletters all the time. Uh, when there's nothing to report, I guess you can't. But as we progress through, we ha- we do have a meeting um, in the next couple of weeks with the racing minister, the, the GBATA, and certainly we'll be updating participants of how we're going. I know um, that the GR New South Wales recently had a meeting with the minister as well, and we're in absolutely in lockstep with um, GR New South Wales to, to keep keep racing at Wentworth Park and hopefully to um, have the industry take control of it and you know use the grandstand, utilise the upper levels of the grandstand to have um, quick and also GNSW here as well to save industry money and and, um, and be all together in one, one place. All right, Dan, it sounds like you've got some pretty important meetings coming up. If you don't mind, we might touch base after, after that and, and get an update so we can let everybody know what's going on. Absolutely, we'd love to. All right, Dan, thanks for your time this morning. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Kat, and good luck this evening. All right, Kat, well, um, some pretty important uh, information there, but we will keep tabs on this um, because it's so important to the industry overall. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I think it's, you know, probably one of the more monumental decisions coming up in New South Wales for quite some time because whether... You know, everyone wants to debate, do they get the crowds there? It's a lot of space for, for probably the crowds they get on a week-to-week week week basis. But when you want to talk about greyhound racing in New South Wales, there's no venue more iconic than Wentworth Park. And um, as Dan touched on then, it, it's part of our history. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it, it's important to, to carry that on into the future. You are 110% correct there. Well, let's go in Greyhounds for another week. All of the best tonight there in that Gosford Gold Mine, race seven, number eight. Nangar Luna, we'll see your smiling face there before the race. Hopefully you've got a bigger smile on your face after that race tonight. You're going to need a little bit of luck, Cap, but good luck tonight. Good luck for anything else that you've got running through the week, and good luck to the listeners if you're having a bet. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Crystal, the stunning breakthrough ice experience from Cirque du Soleil is coming to Kios Bank Arena this August. Tickets selling fast. Book now at CirqueDuSoleil.com slash Crystal. Sydney, Bexley, Forest Road. Rather busy at times in both directions of Bexley Road. Wearington, a crash on the Great Western Highway westbound just past First Avenue. 
and Brisbane Slacks Creek multi-vehicle crash on the M1 northbound on-ramp. Seal and repair your leaking shower or balcony with Mega Sealed. No damage, no tiles removed, no fuss, ready to use the very next day. Visit megasealed.com.au now. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. Group 1 spinner Exceedance had his first yearling sell to over 10 times his covering fee this year. With 100% clearance at Easter, Caraca and Magic Millions. They're in the best stables around the country, so give your man the best chance. Talk to Vinery about Exceedance today.